I actually got in trouble for reading a few days ago. Now, this was a really weird experience for me. I went to a community golfing event. I golf like once a year. And the reason why we did this event was so that we could get to know each other in the community. Now, I was placed in a golfing cart with a gentleman that I didn't know too well. So I thought, this is great. And as we got chatting, he asked me, what do you do in your free time? How do you spend your day when you're not working or running a business or taking care of kids? And I said, I love to read books. Like I'm reading books all the time. He looked at me like I was nuts. He thought, how on earth are you reading books? He actually said, do people even do that anymore? And he was, he was almost put off by the idea that I was reading books rather than spending my time. Uh, you know, his thing is watching football. So he's like, how do you not pay attention to football games? We all have our thing, right? I'm not a sports guy. I'm a book person. So if you are a book person and you want to find time in your life to spend with these books, that's what this video is about today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Read Well podcast. My name is Eddie Hood and I'm your host where I believe it's more important to read well than to be well read. So grab your favorite book, open up your notes, and let's get ready to learn something fascinating. Now, I think the best way to make more time in our lives to read the books that we love is with a process called habit stacking. Habit stacking is like building blocks when you were a child. Remember how you would get these blocks and you would stack them on top of each other to build incredible castles and forts and whatever else your imagination could kick up. That's habit stacking. We start with something, we have a base, and we're going to add to it. Now, in your life, there are things that you're doing on a daily basis, and you might not be thinking about it. You might just do them. Those are called habits, right? Maybe you have a habit to walk your dog every day or to water the plants, or perhaps you have a habit to start your morning with a cup of coffee. These are things you've ingrained into your system. So what we're going to do is we're going to attach reading to those existing habits so that you don't have to think about them and it comes much, much easier for you. Now, before I get into the 13 actual habits we can stack reading onto, let's talk about how this works and why it works. The first idea is that it reduces what we would call neural cognitive load. In other words, it's hard to add a new habit. It takes energy, mental effort, and you constantly have to be thinking, you know, uh, I gotta read more, I gotta read more, I gotta read more. And if you're not used to reading more, it's going to feel almost heavy. I think we can all relate to the gym thing, right? Like at many times in our lives, we've wanted to get healthier. And so we think, wow, I'm gonna go to the gym. Let's go to the gym. If you're not already doing some kind of exercise, then after you've purchased your gym membership and you've gotten all of your gym gear, you might go for a day or two, but then it starts to feel rather challenging to get to the gym. That's what we're trying to defeat here. We don't want reading to be a burden to you. We want it to be something that just comes naturally. So that's the first reason we're doing habit stacking. The second reason is something called neuroplasticity. So your brain is this highway of neural connections. Think of them as little wires that all connect together and where they connect, information is processed. As you run habits, as you continue to do things again and again and again, your brain gets better and better at doing them. The, the plasticity of those neural connections gets stronger and stronger. And this is good and bad for you because if you have bad habits, those bad habits can be really hard to break. It's because of this neuroplasticity thing. Your brain has gotten good at doing the bad thing. But if it's a good habit, this is also very beneficial because now you almost have become the kind of person that does this good thing. So for example, once you have reading under your belt and you're doing it every day, you become a reader. You become somebody who not only 
reads books because you feel you want to, but you read books because it's who you are. It's what you love. It's what fills you up. Now, the third and final reason we do habit stacking before we get into all of these ways we're actually going to apply this is with the idea of the cue, routine, and reward. This comes from Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit. It's a great concept here where as you run habits, your brain is going through three different phases to make them happen. And you usually don't know it's happening. So your habit starts off with a cue. There's a trigger in your life somewhere. And let's let's go with the early morning coffee. Let's say that's your thing. Or maybe it's a vegetable smoothie or whatever. Now, the alarm clock goes off and that's for most people the trigger, the cue. There's a booming alarm clock and your brain gets shooken out of sleep and it says, "Oh, there's that trigger. It's time to do my habit." And so that's the second part, routine. You then go through the actual steps of doing the action, making the drink and sitting down at your table to consume it. So we've had the trigger or the cue, we've had the routine or the habit, and now we're going to have the reward. There's only really one reason why we complete habits on a daily basis. It's because of the reward. Your brain is craving that thing that it gets from doing the action. So if you're having a coffee in the morning, your brain really likes that caffeinated shot. If you have bad habits, your brain craves whatever it gets out of your bad habits and also, of course, your good ones. So the reward is critical because it's how you program yourself to do things consistently. Again, in our morning example here, if you've made your coffee and you've done your thing, the reward is going to be that caffeinated shot, that like wake up moment of bam, okay, I'm ready to go. Maybe you have a habit of walking a dog each day. Perhaps when you come home, your dog is like sitting there waiting for you, wagging its tail. That's the trigger, right? You see the dog and it's all excited. So then you grab the leash and you go for the walk and that's the habit. Finally, when you're done, you've got many rewards. One, you've got some exercise, so you're feeling better. You got to connect with your dog. That's great. And ultimately, you've, you've just got this sense of like being out in nature, which feels much better than sitting at your cubicle at work. So lots of rewards there. These are the reasons why you do the things you do. So now we don't want to change any of that. I mean, if you've got bad habits, change some of those. We're not talking about bad habits today. We're just talking about the habits that you run daily without thinking about it. We're going to attach reading books to those habits. Let's get into it. Okay, Readwell community, I have 13 different daily habits that you're probably doing or maybe not doing that you can attach reading to. I think the concept here is to not get overwhelmed. Pick one of them. We don't have to do all 13, but whatever habit is most consistent in your life, let's choose that. And then when you run that habit daily without thinking about it, I want you to commit to reading during or right after you do that thing, okay? So the first one is your morning coffee, your tea, your vegetable smoothie, whatever it is. We've already gone through how that works. So let's just commit now that after that drink is processed and you sit down to enjoy it, that you're gonna have a book next to you and you're going to read for you know five or 10 or 30 minutes, however much time you can give it. So that's the first idea. Set the book by the coffee machine, by the vegetable smoothie maker, so that when you see it in the morning, you go up. Oh, yep, we're reading while I run this habit. The second thing that you're probably doing every day is eating food. I mean, this is a given. You have to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You don't have to, but you're eating at least once a day. Now, if you commit to attaching reading to eating, then at the end of your meal, you can have some time with these books that you love. I wouldn't really suggest reading while you eat because you're going to get spaghetti sauce on the pages and you can't really pay attention to what's happening because you're trying to manage multiple things. However, at the end of the meal, set it aside and then bring your book into view 
and start reading. All right. How many of you commute to work? Now, this is a big one because uh, it makes me think of my mom. My mom had to wake up every morning for like 30 years and get on a van at 3.30 in the morning. All of these people would drive to work because it was kind of a long ways away. And she had 45 minutes in that van going to work, 45 minutes coming home. Now that time can be spent chatting with people. It's 3.30 in the morning, so you can clearly be sleeping. But there has got to be a way to eke in some time for reading books. Probably not going to work because it's so dark and so quiet and everybody's exhausted. But definitely coming home on that commute ride home, she could have spent time reading her books. So if you're, if, you know, if you're in a taxi or you're riding public transportation, especially, always have a book with you. You're already doing it anyway. You're already going to work. It's a habit you've ingrained. Let's get the books in. I got this next one from Tim Ferriss, who is like the king of productivity and all of that. Now, I'm kind of an outspoken person when it comes to the hustle culture. I think, you know, the, the productivity version of YouTube has gotten to be a little too much, but I really respect Tim Ferriss because his thoughts are generally pretty authentic and sincere, and he just wants you to be better and smarter. It's not about life hacks. It's about actually growing as a human being. And one of the things that he shared that has changed my life uh, and has helped me sleep better is to always read fiction before bed. He mentioned in some blog post somewhere that he always reads uh, light fiction before sleep. Nothing hard, nothing heavy, no philosophy, no psychology, no business books, no self-help books, no action-oriented texts, just light fiction. The kind of fiction where you're not doing any extrapolating, you're not trying to dig into the meaning of things. So for example, I probably wouldn't read Dostoevsky at night because Dostoevsky is packed with more than just plot. It is full of those ideas around psychology and, and relationship with self and, and relationship with others and all of that, right? But it's definitely a great time to read other books. Now, here's what I'm reading at night right now. Uh, this is a massive book, but I love it. It is The Books of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin. This is an incredible book. I don't usually get into uh, science fiction or fantasy too much, but she's just so good, and she has just changed my mind on that sort of genre. But in that book, I'm not usually digging into like the meaning of things. I'm just concerned with the main characters and how they're going to fare out. Now, the reason why Tim Ferriss suggested this was because at night, you need some time away from screens before you go to bed, right? So you've been looking at computer screens or your phone all day, the television, whatever it is. So being able to look at something on the printed page, one, let your brain begin to slow down and shut off. But two, because we're reading light fiction, we're now delving into the world of these characters and we're thinking about them. We're no longer thinking about us. And I find it interesting because for the first few pages, I'm still thinking about me, my problems, my to-do lists, my chaos, all of that. But as I get into the rhythm and my breathing kind of you know, regulates, I start to think about the book and I start to let go of my day. And I don't, I don't set a certain amount of time for reading at night because you know, some nights I'm more tired than others. I just read until I lose the thread of the story. Sometimes that's five minutes. Sometimes I can sit there for an hour before I go to bed because I'm just wired. But that book allows my brain to slowly let go. And I can tell the moment I get too sleepy to know what's going on, I close the book, I turn off the light, and I go to bed. Now, we're already going to bed. This is a habit we're already doing. It has to be done. So why not attach reading to it? You're going to love it and it will help you sleep better. Okay, you may or may not be going to the gym, but if you are, it's such a great time to be reading books. I wouldn't suggest reading anything heavy at the gym, definitely light fiction again, like when you're going to bed, because 
when you're at the gym, you're there for a specific reason. You're training and you're trying to get fit and you're trying to just find health. Health is the most important thing in life because without good health, you can't do anything else. You can't take care of your kids. You can't do your job. You can't read books. You can't go on vacation to Italy. You can't do anything if you have bad health. So going to the gym is an incredible time and we don't want to mess that up, but it is also a really good time to let your brain wander. So there are different you know, activities in the gym. If you're on a treadmill or the elliptical, wonderful time to pop in the earbuds and listen to an audiobook. I love audiobooks because they allow us to be with books during times in our lives when we couldn't otherwise do so. And that, that sort of speaks to the idea that there are different levels of reading. I can't listen to uh, technical works or anything that is going to require critical thinking of me in an audiobook. I, I just can't do it. I'm not engaged. The idea of having my earbuds in indicates that I'm probably doing something else while I'm listening. I rarely just sit at my desk with an audio book in and take notes. I'm always doing other things. So it's a great time to read lighter fiction, stuff that doesn't require my full attention, but I can still enjoy. So reading at the gym, wonderful place to get some time in. Now going along with this idea, you've got to clean the toilets and mow the lawn and do the dishes and sweep the floor. And my goodness, houses are a lot of work, but you have chores maybe every day. At least once a week, you're probably doing something. And that is a really nice time to throw in the audiobook and get some reading done. Now, we need to be careful here because when we're in that mode of doing and cleaning the house, it's very easy to just be thinking about the paper piles and about all of the to-do lists. And you completely lose the story, even if it's light fiction. I find myself having to rewind and re-listen to things when I do this too much. So let's be focused when we're doing it. But it is a really good time to get some books in. Hopefully, there is a point in your day when you get a break at work. Now, your boss should be required to give you a break of some kind, or if you're self-employed like I am, please, for the love of all that is good, take a break, go for a walk, do something that lets your brain just kind of come down. Break time is a really good time to be reading books. I love reading in the middle of the day because I own an accounting firm for one of my businesses. That takes a lot of sort of mental energy to, to work through. I also own Highlightish, which is a software tool I've built to help people take better book notes, and it's where I host my book club. So managing those customers and those businesses is really time consuming. So I purposely spend time in the middle of the day shutting everything off and taking a break. And I always like to go for a walk or more importantly, sitting down at my desk with nothing but a book and my notepad and reading. It might not be a lot of time, but use your break at work, not so much to socialize with people you work with. You're already doing that all day anyway. Spend time with these books and a notepad and let's learn something new. Now, there is a habit that has creeped into our lives that isn't so great, but we're doing it. So let's use it to good effect. We are checking our email and our social media probably more than once a day. Some of us are checking it more than 10 times or even 20 times a day. It is just sort of this like addictive experience to see if people need things from us or if people like a video that we posted or whatever it might be. Let's attach reading to that. Since you're already there and you're already looking at these platforms, let's commit to reading one page of your book or more if you have time, but at least one page every time you check your email and every time you check your social media accounts. Cooking. Cooking is a beautiful time to unwind at the end of the day. You got to eat, like I mentioned before, but not just after you eat while you're cooking. So this is a nice chance to put in the audiobook and spend time with, with these uh, characters that you love. Again, not a good time to be doing anything critical in terms of reading, but a really great time for lighter fiction. I love making dinner at the end of the night. Most people kind of despise it, but I love it because it's the one thing that brings my family together. I got four kids. 
oddly enough, they all like food. So I know I'm going to see them. So I know I want to put time into that dinner because it brings them around the table. Let's use that time to read books. We are getting down to the very end of the list here. So I hope you can identify one of these tips that will help you get some reading time in your day because you're doing one of these habits consistently. All you gotta do is pick one. And the next one is watering your plants. I cannot keep plants alive to save my life. I have tried and tried and tried. I'm really terrible at it, but some of you are very good at it. You probably have a home full of plants. If you're that person, you have to water them probably every day. Commit to reading at the end of that watering session. Feed your plants, feed your brain. Feed your plants, feed your brain. That's all we're doing, right? Sit down and read your books every time you get out the watering can. Another one that I really love is walking the dog. So many of you have dogs, as I mentioned earlier before, but this is a really good chance to get in quality reading time because usually when we're walking the dog, it's either right before, it's before work or it's after work. Clearly you shouldn't be walking your dog during work unless you're a dog walking business. But your brain has usually uh, let go of work for the day or it's fresh and getting ready for the day. Either way, that's an opportune time to be in some critical thinking. Now you can't read these more difficult books and take notes while you're walking the dog. We're just attaching reading to it. So again, once the dog has been walked, put the leash down, pick up the book and get started. I would just have your book next to wherever you keep your dog leash and, uh, and that will sort of trigger you to do that. There is an acronym in my life called ABAB, A-B-A-B. I say it all the time to my kids and they think I'm ridiculous, but it means always bring a book. Always bring a book because you never know when you're going to need it. Now we have wait times, waiting rooms, on hold calls, all sorts of stuff where you're just doing nothing. You're just standing there waiting. Now this isn't sort of a unique tip, right? Other people have talked about this before, but let's get into it for just a second here. If you always have your book with you, then you are going to be able to utilize that while you're standing in line at the grocery store, while you're waiting at the doctor's office, while you're you know, sitting on hold with the customer service representative in a foreign land who has you waiting for 30 minutes, great time to read a book. So waiting is not a habit, right? I get that. This is not something that you're habitually doing, but it's something that happens to you habitually. I feel like daily I'm stuck in a waiting room somewhere. I'm gonna give you one last idea on how to read in your life, how to find that time. The best way to do it really is to join a book club. When you're in a book club, you have social accountability to the group because they're reading at a specific pace. So that gives you a, you know, a path into being with that book. Also, you get a chance to discuss what you're reading with other people. So if it's maybe a little convoluted, you don't know what's going on, or you've really learned something interesting, you can expand on that book and make it more, more useful to you in your personal life. I host and run a book club that I would love to invite you to. It's every uh, every week. And if you're interested in authors like Dostoevsky or Charles Dickens or Virginia Woolf, that's what we read. And, uh, and we would love to get your insight there. So I will leave a link down below to the book club, as well as post a video somewhere to the side of me so that you can watch that and see how the book club is run to see if it's a good fit for you. If you like this video, thank you so much for watching and for being here. Thank you so much for supporting the reading community. And I will see you next time. If you'd like to take your reading to the next level, then head on over to our website at thereadwellpodcast.com. There you can get access to my weekly newsletter as well as up-to-date show information. Also, don't forget that I learned software development on the side just so that I could build a program to help us make better book notes as we read. If you're interested, go to highlightish.com. Think of highlighting a book, but add ish, I-S-H, at the end. Highlightish.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on the next show.